Hey, it's Holly, and today's episode is not a typical one, as you may have noticed, meaning I'm starting the episode without the normal intro music that I usually uh, have going on when starting the show, and that's because the contents of this episode are kind of heavy. I felt that it was important to share what I'm about to share with you all because I'm learning to be completely honest with myself and others meaning I have bad days and I go through things and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Additionally, I do not want to be another individual that, you know, bottles everything up and is afraid to talk about the important things because I personally think it's within those things that we're able to not only learn from our mistakes, but learn from and learn to grow with other people as well. Furthermore, it should be noted that when I started this podcast, I started it with the intent of being honest about things and talking about real issues with real people. And uh, to be honest, I've grown really tired of everyone walking on eggshells around each other and being afraid to talk about real and authentic things, which is why I've always appreciated transparency and transparent creators. Because if we can't be honest with ourselves or other people, then how are we supposed to learn and grow as people, you know? This doesn't mean that anyone and everyone is entitled to the various details of your life. You can choose who you feel safe with and what you feel safe talking about. Please never forget that. Um, Personally, whenever someone chooses to be honest or transparent with me, whether it's an acquaintance or a face-to-face conversation with a friend, it makes me feel a certain way. It's like I have a deeper appreciation for those interactions as they seem to help me in a way that I just can't seem to explain. But I do know that it makes me feel good and it motivates me to keep going. And honestly, I need that. For some reason, I felt that this episode was important to make and so I am. Uh, In a way, another creator kind of made a similar episode for me. Like they didn't make it specifically for me, but they made it and I felt like it was for me. I don't know, it felt really personal and I really appreciated it and so I was like, over the past like couple days, I've been feeling like, you know, this needs to happen and I need to do this and so I am. You know, just kind of telling my story, I guess. Like what I'm going to be talking about is a huge part of my story and who I am, just kind of regarding some recent things. Anyways, I'll, I'll get into it, but yeah, let's let's get started. Today, I am celebrating something that feels pretty monumental to me. Uh, because today is the first day in a long time that I've been able to completely feel my arms, legs, and hands. Uh, This comes shortly after just having experienced my first nervous breakdown, which was only a week or two ago. Um, I wanted to share the experience with you because a lot has happened to me. For example, I became very anxious, numb, you know, and lost feeling in my arms, legs, and torso, and pretty much the rest of my body. I actually kept a journal the entire time this was happening. Uh, one thing I distinctly remember writing was the following. Um, my body feels numb, and I feel anxious, like my body is physically vibrating, but I also can't breathe. I feel like if I move too fast, something bad will happen or I'll lose control, end quote. And right now, I'm speaking to you at least um, when I wrote that, not the journal entry, but yeah, um, I felt the complete opposite, you know, although I don't feel completely better, I do have full, uh, feeling in my arms, legs and the rest of my body and, um, sipping on some green tea in my room and, you know, I'm just chilling. Like today the air smelled really great. It smelled fresh, you know, like it does those first few months of spring and, so, yeah, you know, like, things are good, yeah. But anyways, 
I wanted to... I wanted to talk about this because it's honestly one of the worst things that I've had to go through, but I learned so much and weirdly came out of it very thankful for the experience itself. So I wanted to share my story with you and kind of note it for my future self, should I need it. So um, bet you're wondering how I got here, you know, what caused all this, you know, nervous breakdown and all. Well, well I'll tell you. Uh, first off, I want to say when your body experiences too much stress and is pushed beyond its limits. Everything literally shuts down all at once as a sort of warning or fail-safe. A nervous or mental breakdown, according to my research, is your body telling you to make a life change or begin to take it easy because whatever you're doing or how you're living is no longer working and change needs to happen in order for you to continue living a healthy life. At least that's what I got out of it. It's always a good idea to do your own research to you know, better understand the similarities or issues directly affecting your own life. But moving on, uh, this all began just short of me starting my new job at a coffee shop. I was door dashing every day for about eight to 10 hours a day. So I spent uh, most of the day just sitting you know, in my car doing deliveries. Then I began training at my new job and continued to door dash as well. While I was pursuing all of these things, some really unfortunate events were happening in my life. Um, I had a huge falling out with my parents and then I discovered the identity of my biological father and it was all happening so fast and it was a lot to take in all at once. So what happened was these events began to play on a loop in my head and no matter how hard I tried, I could not stop thinking about it at all. Uh, The first two weeks of the shop being open is when I struggled the most because the first week was when I completely stopped talking to my parents because I needed space to grow and gain some perspective, something I'm still in the process of doing and figuring out. The second week, the hardest week, and also the opening week of the coffee shop was when I discovered the true identity of my biological father after I was doing some spring cleaning and I found some paperwork from a social worker that had information I'd never seen regarding my biological parents, more specifically my biological father. It had his full name, marital status, city of residence, and a P.O. box. This was the first time I'd seen any of this because all I had was uh, a hospital record in which he's listed as unknown. So you can imagine me going from not knowing anything about this dude to suddenly being 21 and now this man has a full-on identity. Like, he's a person. And as much as I hate to admit it after finding out this information, something inside of me snapped. It was like something inside of me broke for whatever reason and I'm still trying to figure this out. But I honestly think that that's what initiated my being on the verge of a nervous breakdown in the first place, along with a bunch of other stressors, but that being a big one. It's also important to note that a nervous breakdown or a mental breakdown can last anywhere from two to four weeks, if not longer. But uh, yeah, so what began to happen after all of this is that I would go to work and try to do my best, but found that I was... That, that I would have these random outbursts of emotion, which would usually translate into me um, tearing up or waiting for my break so that I could go cry in the bathroom or on some random street curb. For some reason, there was literally just no holding it in anymore. Um, this was the first time that I was not in control of my emotions whatsoever. And to be honest, that scared the hell out of me. Trying to keep it together while the rest of my body is falling apart at a rapid speed and there's nothing I can do to stop it, which frustrated me even more. Like, you know, this all began to affect my work so much so that one day my boss, not knowing any of what I was going through, 
sat me down for an impromptu uh, performance review and she let me know that I wasn't performing as well as the others. She told me that I wasn't in a place where she felt comfortable or confident in me or my abilities and that these feelings were also shared by the assistant manager. And I'm gonna be honest here, um, hearing that broke me, uh, which is strange because I've had hard conversations before, both good and bad, and I usually feel indifferent about them because I know I can always put in the work Anyways, I asked for some examples of what I was doing wrong, and the biggest thing that came up was that I tended to spend a lot of time in the back doing dishes as opposed to being, as opposed to being out front, and uh, she didn't know it, but that was solely because I felt so defeated while I was at work that I was always on the verge of tears, and I really didn't want to cry in front of the others or the customers. Like, I just started working with these people. I, I don't want them to see me, you know, like, crying, but... That's that's why I would kind of spend a lot of time in the back, you know, because I figured mm, there's always dishes to be done and no one ever went back there and they seemed to be able to handle things in the front, which meant that I could be sad and cry in peace. Uh, needless to say, I, I tried my best not to, but it did happen. During the performance review, I was given the opportunity to either quit on the spot, be retrained, or take a major cut in hours to be hired on as solely a dishwasher. So basically, I would do nothing else but just wash dishes. Uh, I chose the retraining option because I thought if I worked hard enough, I could turn things around. So I was given two weeks to get better or be let go. After the review, I tried my hardest at everything. I I took notes. I asked a lot of questions and I began practicing things uh, like getting better at my latte art. I was always practicing during slow hours. In my first week, I did horribly. I was messing up on the most basic of things and I could not figure out why. But I know being told in the performance review that neither of my bosses had any confidence in me or my abilities so much so that uh, one of them always had to be there uh, during my shifts really, really did hurt. And those comments kind of started to play on repeat in my head and seemed to add to my stress. And then my performance got even worse. I remember the very next day after the review, I was feeling good. You know, I came to work. I was kind of upbeat and confident. And like, I, I intended to literally just ace it that day. But instead, I did the exact opposite. I felt like everything I touched or did instantly made everyone else's lives harder, which made me feel so bad um, because I was being a hindrance to everyone. So after my shift that day, I went home and that's when I began to feel the full effects of what it means to have a nervous breakdown, meaning I went home and my body completely started to shut down. The rest of that week, my head felt very clouded. I experienced major headaches. I lost feeling in my arms, legs, and torso. In addition, my cognitive abilities were severely compromised, which is how I figured out that I was having a nervous breakdown in the first place. So I started looking for answers, uh, researching all that was happening to me. Other things I was experiencing were short-term memory or memory loss. Uh, My focus and retention were pretty much gone. My vision often blurry or barely functioning. Uh, I, I kept wondering how I went from previously being an acting manager at my previous job, able to work two back-to-back $1,500 hours without breaking a sweat. And and now I've been reduced to pretty much nothing. So I started doing research and I found that everything that was happening to me uh, were all symptoms or side effects of a mental or nervous breakdown. And I don't know why, but I was very mad at myself for having gone through all of this. Like, why couldn't I just get it together, you know? Anyways, also listed were the steps to get better, like according to Google, it is important that you seek immediate uh, psychological help when experiencing a nervous or mental breakdown. So that's exactly what I did. 
It's also important not to isolate yourself. Uh, I noticed that after my shifts, I was so beat that I would go home and I would go to bed at like four or six in the afternoon, depending on my shift that day. I also started experiencing temporary paralysis. So depending on my workload that day, when I would get home, I often wasn't able to stand up as easily or at all. It was like gravity had changed and all this extra weight had now been added. Uh, This was again due to all of the stress and things that were happening to me. The second week, I was still at the height of experiencing a lot of these side effects that included, you know, loss of or blurry vision, numbness in my limbs, loss of or short-term memory, and lack of retention. However, however, I did better in my second week. My art was looking better and my performance was a lot stronger. I went from hearing someone's order and forgetting what they said almost immediately, a another side effect, to being able to predict if I needed to pull or, sorry, if I needed to pull a shot or not, which pull a shot like in coffee, like if I needed to start preparing the ground so that I could pull a shot to go into the coffee. Anyway, I got to a point where I could predict if that customer was going to be ordering coffee or like a tea or a cold brew. So I I knew what to do next. And honestly, I was extremely proud of myself going from, uh, going from zero to 60 in my efforts. Sure. There were still a There were still a lot of problems with my health, um, both physical and mental, but I was working through it and I was quite proud of myself if I do so, if I do say so myself. As the week came to a close, I told my boss that I was no longer going to be able to work five days, but instead four days out of a five day work week. This was because despite all the change, I noticed that the amount of work I was uh, taking on was still too much for me and I began to feel as though I was going to lose consciousness during the day, meaning I knew that if I continued my typical work week, there was no guarantee that I could remain conscious for a full work day. Uh, Because everything was still too much for me physically and mentally, um, I thought it would be best to lighten my work week as a means of getting better. I told my boss that I would be going down to four days instead of five. However, I didn't tell her why, uh, because I didn't feel safe talking to anyone at work or anyone in general about things that I was going through or experiencing. And that's kind of because when I would start to, it often wasn't received well. So I just didn't. But Yeah, back to what I was saying. I told my boss about the four-day work week. She then sat me down for a final performance review where she let me know that both her and the assistant manager had noticed a huge noticeable difference in how I was performing and that there had been a big improvement and that they had seen how hard I was trying and how much better I had gotten, but they decided that they would no longer be moving forward with my employment. So the very next day would be my last. And uh, even though I felt defeated, I still tried my absolute best and I continued practicing things like latte art while on the floor. Uh, Even though in a couple of hours, I would not be working there anymore. Towards the end of my shift that day, I I saw that they were interviewing for my replacement and it, it hurt to watch someone else interview for my position on my last day. But I knew that It was important to just keep working hard till the end of my shift, which is exactly what I did. I say all this not to condemn, defame, or look down upon anyone, but because even though this is one of the hardest tragic series of events that I have ever had to go through, I'm so glad and thankful that it happened. On my last day, when I saw the interview being conducted, I was so upset, but 
I immediately remembered the words of one of my favorite entrepreneurs, um, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. So she's not Lori. Lori's the one with the big hair. Barbara's the older woman. Um, She has the short blonde hair. Anyways, she's one of my favorite entrepreneurs and I remembered her saying, the biggest difference between a loser and a winner is how much time you spent feeling sorry for yourself. So that last bit of my shift uh, when the interview for my replacement was being conducted and I was feeling very angry, I kept saying to myself, Getting fired is the best thing that's ever happened to you. And I would say this on repeat as my shift came to an end in my head. Before I went back my second week, my therapist asked me to pray before going into my shift. And so I did. And then I I prayed again in my exit interview on the last day. I think that everything happens for a reason and in God's timing. So I'm learning to let go and just trust God because honestly, I get nowhere trying to do it all myself. And to, and what's that phrase that always gets said? No, hold on. I'm thinking of a, a really common phrase. Oh, it's um, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. It sounds cheesy, but I like I've had that phrase in the back of my mind as all this has been happening, because honestly, I'm so grateful for this life experience. It's been one of the hardest things I've experienced. And truthfully, I'm still working through it. I'm far from being completely back to normal. And I don't think I'll ever be. I think I have to find a new normal now, honestly. But the important thing is I tried my best and I'm currently in recovery, taking the necessary steps to get better. I've come to the realization that while I was there, I was operating at about 50%. That's just where I was, you know, having just had a nervous breakdown. I'm now currently at 75%. You know, I was telling you guys that I have feeling in my arms and legs and, you know, I'm feeling better, which I'm very proud of and I'm excited about. Now that I'm getting help, I'm also learning to be honest with myself and look at the bright side. I'm going to be intentional with these next two weeks that I have off in an effort to be to get back to being 100 percent. As far as um, the shop goes, a friend did actually ask me how I felt about them dining at the coffee shop that I used to work at. Honestly, I'm okay with it. I don't really feel jaded and I'm a big advocate for small businesses. Just because it didn't work out for me doesn't mean that the establishment should be avoided or looked down upon. The store and its owners are very well loved by their community and friends. It's a cute shop with a lot of great pastries. And honestly, I would love for you to go check them out. It's especially important during a pandemic that we shop locally, you know, pouring into and supporting our communities is something very near and dear to my heart. And with the new Delta variant, we don't really know how this will affect small businesses. Small businesses, um, especially the owners, already face a lot of challenges and trials. So I would say, please do your best to support local businesses. I also want to encourage you, if you're experiencing a mental or nervous breakdown, uh, please go get help by speaking with a counselor or someone you feel safe speaking with. Do not isolate yourself. Try to keep doing normal things such as spending time with people that energize you or doing what I did, which was spending time sitting in my favorite coffee shops for breakfast and coffee. It was important for me to be in public spaces so that I didn't isolate myself and make things worse. Um, My personal advice when experiencing something like this is to try and stick to your normal routine. For me, that was running errands like getting groceries, dropping off film, getting the mail. I know that seems very mundane, but it's it really helped me. It kept me busy and it made me feel less alone. Lastly, I want to encourage you to let yourself feel. Do not try to speed up the healing process. Let yourself feel your emotions. I tried to speed everything up and pretend like I was instantly okay. And it honestly made everything so much 
worse. You know, like this is just something that you have to write out and you have to allow yourself to feel how you're going to feel. And that's just my personal opinion and advice. Uh, But do your own research, talk to a professional or a loved one. And most importantly, take it one day at a time. The last thing I want to talk to you guys about is um, how important it is to try your best. One thing my friend who used to be a general manager told me that uh, she told me that she had a philosophy that was assume the person across from you is giving you their best even if it's not good enough. And even though my best wasn't good enough, I did try my hardest. And it's important for you to try your hardest because some people don't even try at all. Think about that. Some people don't even try at all. And that's because people are afraid of failure. So they don't even try in the first place. Can you imagine? But if you fail, just know that you've already won because you tried in the first place, you know? To try means that you went for it regardless of the outcome. And that's something to be proud of, okay? That is something to be proud of. You tried and because of that, you lived. So please never stop trying, you know? I know I won't. Anyways, I really hope this episode was somewhat helpful. I'm going to end this episode by telling you what my therapist tells me, and that is be good to yourself. Anyways, can't wait to talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.